The following contains descriptions of physical violence, sexual violence, and graphic descriptions of autopsies. Welcome to episode 57 of TGIC Podcast. I'm Jillian. And I'm Izzy. So for today's episode, we will pretty much just be continuing right where we left off at the end of the first part of the Zodiac Killer case. Because we left you guys on a bit of a cliffhanger. Yeah, like that was totally intentional. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I don't know why I said that like sarcastically. It was definitely intentional. intentional. Anyway, if you haven't listened to episode 56, go listen now. Or you're like you're gonna be really fucking confused, and like I mean that's fine if you want to be confused, but like but, I don't know why. Yeah, you wanted why to would that. you want to be confused? Anyway, let's continue. So we're gonna start off where we left off with the final Zodiac letter. So after the Lake Tahoe card in March of '71, the Zodiac was quiet for almost three years. Then the Chronicle received a letter on January 29th of 1974, which is like it's been a good chunk of time. Yeah. The whole letter was pretty brief, but it did include the Zodiac symbol to sign off. In the letter, he actually raved about the Exorcist movie. That's just like that seems terrifying. like the prim- primary point of the whole thing. He's you know Ted it. Bundy did the whole same thing. Oh really? I did not know that. I don't know a lot about Ted Bundy actually. Yeah. Um, he described it as the best. Satirical- or not Ted Bundy. Who was the guy? Who was the guy that Ross Lynch played? Ross Lynch played a serial killer. Yeah. What? Hold on. I'm going to Google. I, it wasn't Ted Bundy. Ross Lynch. Jeffrey Dahmer. It was Jeffrey Dahmer. He played Jeffrey Dahmer? He did play Jeffrey in Dahmer. what? It was Jeffrey Dahmer and Dahmer. He played Jeffrey Dahmer and Dahmer. Oh, I've never heard of yeah, this. Yeah, okay. and he was, like, obsessed with the exorcist. Jeffrey Dahmer, like, ate people. Yeah, he would play the exorcist. Oh. Like, in his apartment on loop. Huh. Cool. Um... Yeah. Anyway, he described it as the best satirical comedy that he's ever seen. Turns out the Zodiac Killer is Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> Um, he actually, uh, spelled some things wrong. He spelled comedy, like, with an I instead of an E. Oh. And he also spelled satirical wrong, but honestly, that's kind of a hard word to spell. Yeah, I don't know if I spell satirical. <laughs> anyway, um, he also included a snippet of verse from the Mikado, which is a comic opera from, like, the 14th century or some shit. Okay. And he left a final score, which said, me, 37, San Francisco PD, zero. Which is where Ooh. they figured out, or they... 37. Yeah, they got the 37 number from. So whether or not he was just being, like, jokey-jokey, or, like, if he actually did kill 37 people, I don't know. But I feel like 37, like, that's pretty specific. That is really specific. It's not like he said, like, you know, 30. If he'd said 30, I don't know if I'd believe him. Yeah. I, that's like when but people... 37? Like, when people round up for the time, that really pisses me off. Like, right now it's 418, but if someone, like, if I asked my mom, she'd be like, it's 420. 420. 420. Oh my god. Anyway. Anyways. This was the last yeah. confirmed communication from the Zodiac Killer. So now we're going to get on to some more letters from the Zodiac. So the letter sent on October 30th of 1969 to the San Francisco Chronicle. Not... Oh, Where the fuck are you I'm, reading from? I'm reading the wrong page. Bro, what? I, I am so sorry. I was, I was like, like where are you no sense? Why am I reading back in time? Sorry, I literally just got logged out of my Google account. And it really messed me up. I was on the wrong page. That was for last week. We're so unprofessional. I'm really sorry. We're going to leave this in just because we don't care to cut it out. Yeah, no. Okay. So now we're going to get into some suspects. So the first guy is Arthur Lee Allen. Which is like the biggest suspect. He's the biggest dude. I honestly wish I kind of put him at the end, but we'll get him over with. 
So before we even get started with this guy, let's just put out there that he's incredibly suspicious. Like, I think we could do an entire episode on him alone and all of the reasons that he could be the Zodiac Killer. But for the sake of time and our mental health, <laughs> we're going to have to act like do a condensed list of why this guy is very suspicious. So a lot of his ties to the murders are extremely circumstantial, but when a lot of circumstantial evidence piles up, in my opinion, it's a pretty solid case. Wow, you are just not a lawyer. I'm not a lawyer, but, you know, I'm a true crime podcast. <laughs> but, like, there's so much stuff that at this point it's more than a pattern. Mm. That's what I'll say. And a lot of the stuff I didn't even list. So, Arthur Lee Allen was first connected to the Zodiac case due to the murder of Sherry Jo Bates on October 30th of 1966. So, that weekend, he was in Riverside, California, which was the town in which Sherry went to school and was murdered in. By 1971, the police had begun to see him as a suspect, and that is when they connected him to the case. It's evident that Allen hinted that it was true that he was, quote, in the area at the time. But he later then clarified, he was like, no, I was actually in Pomona when I heard about the murder. Huh. So what makes this guy really creepy is that he was actually employed in the elementary school system as a teacher. What? In Calaveras County. Are you serious? Yeah. So he was employed there until March of 1968. Even more weird is that by the time his employment ended as a teacher, he'd only utilized one of his 19 available sick days. And guess what day that one sick day was? What? November 1st, 1966. Two Why days after that? Sherry Joe Bates was murdered. Okay, And when he was in Riverside County. Isn't it weird that it's two days after? Because I feel like, for more accuracy, it would be, like, the day after. Well, the day after was Sunday. Oh. Well, you didn't say that. I didn't know it was Sunday. But, yeah. Sunday? Halloween on a Sunday? That sucks. That That's a weird suck. day for Halloween. Sorry, that was, like, not a necessary comment. Yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah, so, which leads you to wonder, what was he doing in Riverside on that extra day? Was he in Pomona fleeing, and that is why he heard of the crime the next day? Or heard, heard of crime, quote-unquote. So, yeah. So, by late November of the same year, there had been two letters sent to the police and a local newspaper outlet. They were both confession letters, and they were written on a typewriter, which was later determined to have been written on a royal model typewriter with a elite or pika type style. Hmm. A royal model typewriter with an elite typing style was later found and seized by police in Allen's home in 1991. Is it weird? I feel like a lot of people could have that typewriter. It is, yeah. But I, I they, like, never, they never bothered to test it to oh, see if it was the well, same that's one. stupid. So that's just, yeah, but it's just a weird coincidence. So, further to prove that this guy was even more suspicious, in my opinion, and this is even weirder than circumstantial stuff. Not circumstantial. (laughs) Anyways, Alan's brother, Ron, said that in 1967, Alan was given a watch as a Christmas gift by their mother. The significance of this, you may ask? Well, the watch was a Zodiac watch. Oh. Not only that, but the design on the watch was a symbol of a circle with a cross through it. Wait, nobody connected the dots to the fact that the watch, there's like the Zodiac watch brand, and it looked like the Zodiac killer thing? Yeah. No one said anything about this sooner? And this was the symbol that would soon become the infamous trademark of the Zodiac killer. Well, I'm sorry. If it is this guy, he's just not that clever or creative. Just wait. Just wait. Like, this guy is so unoriginal. So a friend of Alan's named Don Chaney actually claimed to have had a conversation with Alan. Is that a common name? I swear to God I've heard that name I've heard that name, too. I don't know. Oh, wait. Dick Chaney? Dick Chaney. That's a politician guy, right? Okay. Never mind. But Don Chaney. Carry on. So at about... He said that this was around January 1st of 1969. 
this conversation, Cheney claims that Don was, er, that Alan was discussing a premise of a novel that he wished to write about at oh, some point. he was point. an author. He was an author. And Alan said that he wanted to write about a serial killer who killed couples at random. He would taunt the police and send them letters and ciphers which detailed the crimes. Huh. These letters would be signed with the symbol on his watch. <laughs> the killer would go by the name of Zodiac. Are you serious? <laughs> like, are you serious? Wait, wait, was this before or after, like, the first Zodiac letter? I don't know. Wait, why have we... Okay, we this was in? January 1st of 1969. Okay, and the first The Zodiac first confirmed letter? one was on... He said this was around January 1st of 1960. Sorry, we have like 20 pages of research for this. Um, August 4th was when the first letter was received. Oh, so he could have... No, so he, instead of like writing oh, a wait, novel... Oh, wait, no, this is the right yeah. January 1st. It would have been before Yeah, that. exactly. So instead of planning a novel, he just carried he just it out. He just carried it out. He was like, let's make this nonfiction. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That's so bad. You're way more really clever good. than Alan. Yeah. Ha! Did you hear the knee slap? Did you hear the knee slap? Did you hear it? Anyways, so because of this really odd conversation that was so specific to the crimes that were taking place all around California, Cheney made the conscious decision to tell the police. Oh, that was nice. So yeah, this information was enough for the police to file a search warrant against Allen with the predetermination that he was a Zodiac killer. But due to the fact that they they searched like an address that he didn't currently use, like it was like he was living in two different places at the time. Whatever is complicated. Um, nothing was really found of significance. And another weird thing is that another one of Alan's friends, Philip, came forward and said that he had shared a conversation with Alan in 1968, a year before the first confirmed Zodiac killing. In this conversation, Philip claims that Alan was, quote, fascinated by the idea of hunting humans due to the fact that they, quote, have intelligence. What the fuck? What kind of conversation topic is that? I, I think Alan just kept bringing up weird stuff. He was like, I have a book idea for you. I would not be friends with this man. I wouldn't either. I would ditch. I'd be so scared. Like, like imagine playing truth or dare with this motherfucker. Just <laughs> like, truth or dare. He's like, I dare you to kill a school bus full of people. Yeah, I know. He's fucked up in He's this. He's so messed up. And very similar phrasing to this was actually utilized in a Zodiac letter, which was sent to the media on July 31st of 1969. And this letter referenced the idea that man is the most dangerous animal of all to kill. And Allen later even told police in an interrogation in 1971 that he was engrossed by a book called The Most Dangerous Game, which is about humans hunting other humans. For that game. seems pretty on brand for him. Seems pretty on brand. Um, apparently, Alan was also fascinated by codes, and according to his family, friends, and teachers, he was in possession of codes that were identical to those of the Zodiac Killer before the codes even became I'm a sorry. part of the Zodiac why, Killer. I'm sorry. Why was he not prosecuted? I'm so confused. I'm, this is not even circumstantial evidence. No, like, at this point, this is, like, and so many people are corroborating this. Like, what? And coming to the police. Like, what? Like, so, the rest of the information on Alan is really interesting, and, I mean, he's circumstantially tied mo to multiple of the murders that are known to be of the Zodiac Killer's hand, such as Paul Stein, the Lake Berryessa murders, the Blue Rock Spring, well, all of them. All of the ones that are confirmed Zodiac Killer murders. And another tidbit that's weird is that the symbols on the Exorcist letter, which is scary as hell, can be rearranged in such a way that they spell out Lee. 
which is Alan's middle name. Huh. So, huh. Interesting. So, there was DNA found on the letters, and I will say, those did not match Alan. But another thing that Jillian and I talked about earlier, what if there were multiple people? Yeah, this is, like, something I'm actually so stuck on because I feel like they're so inconsistent that yeah. this could have been, like, a Zodiac group. A Zodiac group. Like, or, like, one person started and then, like, people just kind of kept, like... Kept doing it. Like, it wasn't even, like, a copycat. I was just... Yeah, yeah I'm trying to, like, phrase it. it. Like, I feel like people, like, like, the different patterns almost, like... Like, one of the, these people killed couples in isolated locations. One killed cab drivers. And then, like, after the first Zodiac letter was sent, somebody, like, hopped onto the trend and was like, oh, let me make my murders a thing, too, and send in a exactly. letter. Exactly. Like, it's weird. So, it's just weird because, yes, the DNA didn't match up. And also, like, the handwriting samples that compare the Zodiac and Alan's handwriting, uh, they're not a definitive match. And all the places were like, oh, they're not, like, close or whatever. I literally looked at them, and I was like, they look similar. The only thing that's different is that the Zodiac letters look like Alan's writing, like, italicized almost. Like, even the characters look similar. Huh. It's just weird. Like, the DNA doesn't match. So everything about this is circumstantial. But, again, like, the stuff that's connecting him is weird. Like, it's not, yeah. like, little things. It's not like, oh, he was just in the area once when one of the murders happened. But, like, talking about Zodiac shit before Zodiac was, like, a phenomenalized thing? is weird. Like, and the Zodiac watch thing? Like, all of that is so weird. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Like, that's just... Weird. There's something about it. it just rubs Which would explain, like, why he's, like, the police's only named suspect. Exactly. And there were also, like, another... A bunch of accounts about the fact that he was not at home when other murders were happening... It just, it's a whole rabbit hole you gotta go down, and I didn't get to go down at this as far as I wanted. <laughs> that whole thing was just so incredibly, like, a, that's what she said joke, but I'm not even gonna have more about that. Mm. Anyways, it's, there's a lot of information on him connecting him to the case, and I think it's, if you're interested, you should definitely look more into it. Yeah. So now, Lawrence Kane slash Klein. I'm so confused by this <laughs> okay. whole name thing. I'll explain it. So, Lawrence Klein was born on April 29th in 1924 in Brooklyn, New York. New York. Why are you saying like that? I don't know. I have, like, relatives from Brooklyn. Like, that's offensive. I'm, I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't really Sorry. care. I don't really care. Um, so, although Lawrence Klein was his given and legal name, throughout his life, he utilized many known aliases. The most prominent one being Larry Kane. That's not an alias. <laughs> It's his, literally his name. Like, it's his name pronounced differently. That's just being stupid. Like, I don't even understand that. So, like, in all the sources, you look Kane or Klein, and it's the same guy. So, this twat has, like, a super lengthy... Can you say twat? Isn't that, like, bad? What does twat mean? I, I don't... I think it's, like, saying cunt. Like, we're not supposed to say... It. It's, like, British slang Americans aren't supposed to use. Oh, my God. I need to look this up. Twat. Because remember in, um, Twat EZA, waffle? She got sent to the principal's office, right? Yeah, she got sent to the principal's office for calling that, that bitchy girl a twat. A stupid or obnoxious person or a woman's genitals. Yeah, I told you. Yeah, it's cunt in yeah. England. But I think you're not supposed to say it like here. But I mean, I like the phrase twat. I think it's nice. Rolls off the tongue nicely. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm so sorry to our British listeners. No, I think it's actually British people use it conversationally. It's like, American people that find it offensive. Oh, so sorry for American people. If you find it offensive, like, if I'm you find sorry. It, grow up, it's not the 40s. Like, uh, anyways. anyways. 
this was guy was a POS. And he had a super lengthy criminal history, which dated back into the 1940s, already making him on the police's radar for further investigations. But most notable, due to Pam Huckabee, who was a sister of one of the Zodiac's confirmed murders, named Darlene Fern, or not confirmed, connected. That's a confirmed It one. is confirmed. Oh, confirmed Theron. one, yeah. Um, claims that Kane had been following Darlene in the months leading up to her murder. Oh, Further, the possible Zodiac victim named Kathleen Johns actually identified Klein as her abductor in a lineup. But she also said that um, yeah, she so also said that the sketch looked like weird. her abductor, and the sketch doesn't look like Kane Klein, in my opinion. Yeah, not in my opinion either. So weird. Just a lot of kind of weird and consistent things. So, Klein himself was 45 in 1969, which was the peak operating year for the Zodiac, and he was 5'9 and 160 pounds. That puts him at all too old. Yeah. Because they said late 20s, early... Early no, 30s. No, they said late teens, early... No. No. They said late 20s. They said late 30s. I mean, late 20s to, like, 30, 35. Yeah. So, so he was too old. Too old. But also, like, maybe he didn't look his age. There are people like that. I don't know. Ah. Uh, okay. Anyways... In 1962, Klein was in a car accident, which actually resulted in severe brain damage, which led to what a psychologist determined and diagnosed as the loss of ability to control self-gratification. So this term insinuates that he was not able to con- like stop himself when there was an opportunity to indulge in one of his own desires, and he also never really felt satisfaction once he acted upon these urges, which makes sense for a serial killer, but also, like, yeah, I don't know. I think it's possible. I mean, he was, has the profile as well as the fact that he could visually uphold the characteristics of a Zodiac I don't killer. think it's him. I think he's too old. Yeah, but is this man truly serial killer? We won't know. The age is the one thing that actually stayed, like, very consistent amongst yeah. all the descriptions, so it just seems weird that he would have been 45. And also the fact that it's just, like, there was not really further connections. Yeah. I don't know. But we won't really know because he passed away in Nevada in 2010. Okay. So now I'm going to talk about some other suspects. Yeah. So the first one I'm going to talk about is George Hodel. And you actually might remember this guy. <laughs> yeah. From the Black Dahlia episode, if you listened. But, like, don't go listen now if you haven't already Please listened. Please don't. Don't. But, like, if don't. you have listened, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, he is the biggest suspect in the Black Dahlia case. His son, who was a former LAPD detective, actually accused his father of being the Zodiac Killer. So this dude wrote two books about his dad. One, he said he was the Black Dahlia murder, which is pretty solid. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Then he released a second book where he accused his dad of also being the Zodiac Killer. So, here are the reasons why I think he could be the Zodiac Killer. At the time, he was a columnist at the San Francisco Chronicle, which is actually one of the papers that received Zodiac letters. Mm. Um, He had the same shoe size, uh, the men tens, and that was found at... Multiple crime scenes? Yeah, a couple crime scenes. Um, Hodel also arguably looked like the police sketch of the Zodiac Killer, but, like, so do a lot of people. I mean, I was literally, I saw this whole thing, like, people said that Ted Cruz looked like the Zodiac Killer. And, like, you know, Ted Cruz... Ted, Ted Cruz! <laughs> Ted Cruz sucks, but, like, he's not the Zodiac Killer. He's not smart enough to be the Zodiac no. Killer. And the Zodiac Killer is arguably not very smart. Yeah, also, like, significantly older. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, he would be, like, an infant... Yeah. Um, I just think this is 
that George Hodel being the Zodiac Killer is pretty unlikely because he was um, actually out of the country at the time of some of the murders. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, he is also a good bit older than the projected age demographic of the Zodiac Killer. Yeah, I was about Killer, to say, just, wasn't yeah. this guy like operating way before? Yeah, because he would have been like, I think he was in his 30s or 40s already in like the 1940s when this Black Dahlia case happened. So yeah. he would have been a good bit older. Um, his son probably just like accused him to sell more copies of a second book. Um, sorry, sorry to burst your bubble, friend, but the Black Dahlia case and the Zodiac case, Killer cases are just, like, very different in They're execution. so different. Like, like, there's so many different. The Black Dahlia case, she was literally, like, cut up. She was cut like, filled with sand. Filled with sand. It's... But <sighs> both cases did have the strange, like, follow-up thing. The Zodiac Killer sent letters, and in the Black Dahlia case, an L.A. newspaper actually received an envelope containing the victim's belongings, like, birth certificate, business cards, and the killer also sent letters. So, like, that part is weirdly similar. Yeah. Because not a lot of killers send letters, I think. I think that's pretty no, distinctive. No, it's a very specific thing. Anyway, so that's, like, the only thing that makes me think it was George Hoda. But honestly, it was probably just this guy trying to sell more copies of his book. Yeah. Like, I, I think he's a little bitter about his childhood because he was, you know, raised by a murderer. And so he was, like, <laughs> trying to, like, accuse him of doing more a murderer? shit. And you mean someone who was just bad in general. Yeah, like, just a bad dude. Just a bad dude. Anyway, okay, now I'm going to talk about Gary Francis Post. So in October of 2021, which is, you know, very recent, a group of over 40 cold case investigators insisted that they had solved the Zodiac Killer case. They insisted. This group was um, from Case Breakers, which is an organization made up of former law enforcement, military officials, and journalists. So after some investigation, they accused Gary Francis Post, a man who had died at the age of 80 in 2018, of being the Zodiac Killer. This man had actually never been on police's radar, or at least the police never shared it officially. Hmm. But they found a good bit of circumstantial evidence that implicated Gary as the Zodiac Killer. So there was these unspecified suspicious photos found in his dark room. Like, they never clarified what those were, but they said they were suspicious and connected him to the crime. There were these scars on Post's forehead that apparently matched the ones on the 1969 sketch. However, this is completely denied by investigators that insist, like, no witnesses even reported seeing scars on the Zodiac's forehead. Yeah. I feel like you would have heard about that. So that's just kind of weird. Then they also insisted that if letters of Gary's name were, like, removed from one of the cryptograms, it would reveal a different message. But I feel like if you remove anyone's letters, it would reveal a different message, right? Yeah. That's just how it works. You remove letters, it changes what it yeah. says. <laughs> um, anyway, this theory has essentially been called BS by police and the FBI because it is primarily focused on circumstantial evidence. But is it bullshit? Gary was reportedly a very violent man. Um, actually, a relative accused him of having tried to kill him with a hammer. Oh. In 2016, when he was, like, 78, he pushed his wife, who was 74, into a wall, and it actually broke her pelvis in several places. Um, again, the relative that was attacked, along with his daughter-in-law, whose name was Michelle Wynn, both told police that they believed he was the Zodiac Killer. And, in fact, Michelle had actually moved away from the area where Gary lived because she was so scared of him. Hmm. Which is something. Yeah. Gary lived in Groveland, California at the time, which was 150 miles away from San Francisco. San Francisco. Which, like, seems really far. But, honestly, this guy's whole goal was, like, to go for fame, right? So you're not going to kill in, like, this small town area. Exactly. You're going to go for the big city. So, I mean, I don't know if that's, like, totally crazy. It's not like he lived in Florida. Yeah. He lived he 150 lived in miles away. Anyway, Gary's also just a bit whack. Um, at one point, he attempted to be the leader of a group of men in their, like, late teens, early 20s, known as the Posse. 
He wanted to train the posse to become, quote, killing machines. Oh my god. Apparently they just killed animals for fun. Which is really fucked up. Which is so fucked up, but also, like, the Zodiac Killer is more interested in hunting people. Yeah, but I don't know. This is real, real fucked up. It's just so messed up, yeah. Anyway, supposedly he was also, like, very connected to Cherry Joe Bates' case, even though forensic, like, apparently it was through forensic evidence, but police and FBI also dismissed this. I'm, like, very confused by this whole thing. Yeah. It sounds like cold case people, like, found something, and either there's some sort of big police cover-up, or the cold case people are fucking crazy. I don't know which one it is. Because, like, maybe they, I feel like sometimes you try and convince yourself of stuff like this, and after a while it starts to make sense when it really doesn't. Yeah, that's possible. Or there's a police conspiracy, but why would they not want to like solve this. I feel like it would be such a big deal if they solved no, this. No, literally, like they would get so much recognition. So, who do you think the Zodiac Killer is? I think it was the Alan guy. Okay, I think it was, but I, think I don't think people. I don't think he did all of it. No, I think there was I just people. don't think it's actually possible for one person to have committed all of those crimes. I really don't. And they're all so different, but they're all connected. I so don't, it's like I feel like he would have been caught. Like you know what I mean? I feel like it has to be multiple different people and that's what's throwing the police off the guy's tracks. Yeah. I don't know. Who do you guys think the Zodiac Killer is? We should do one of those poll thingies. We should on Spotify. Oh, ooh, if you listen on Spotify, you know, go go tap the poll thing so we know what you think. Yeah. So this is going to be the end of our Zodiac Killer series. If you want more episodes like this, let us know on Instagram at tgic.podcast or by sending us an email at teengirlsinvestigatecrime at gmail.com. Make sure to leave a rating or review wherever you listen and tune in again in two weeks for a new episode. Bye! Bye.